What's up, vegan savages, and welcome to another episode, round four. Um, first time wearing a komodi, uh, <laughs> kimono. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. The island slowly but surely takes over. Rocker tanks, slowly but surely rest in peace. But step by step, you know, <laughs> step by step. And yeah. Um, yes. You have some lipstick on your teeth. Oh my teeth. Mm-hmm. Is this why I always wear permanent lipstick? Is it still there? Yeah, uh, on the right. Afro, yeah. stop licking. So yeah. Um, how are you feeling in your body? Mm, I feel good. I feel excited to do the podcast. I also feel tired from hosting the play party this weekend. I'm really excited to stay at the beach this week. But yeah, I feel good overall. How do you feel in your body? I feel so good. Mm-hmm. So good. Just the Kupangan lifestyle is treating me so well. It's like, yeah, fair, you're so in alignment. Everything works out so synchronistic. It's, ah, yeah. It's it's at this point of ridiculousness. Like all instant, the synchronicity. Instant manifestation. Yeah, that, like, these small things. Oh, it's gone. Yeah, it's okay, perfect. Like these small things, but they, they add up and then this, this, is, this, is, this is not stopping. I, I come out of the gym. I think about your iPhone. Ah, she's here. I look up, she stands there, she's coming off the scooter. I went, oh, nice. And then, and then she even brings it to me around this time I want to be home anyway. So this is all so synchronistic. And then all these confirmations of the reflections that, you know, it's always you. And the synchronistic reflections reflect your state of being. And then when I'm thinking about something and, ah, my intuition, and then I get all these reflections of, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're doing right, like synchronistic numbers, like synchronistic numbers. It's so insane. I, I basically see nothing else. Has it increased since you got into the island? Yeah, mm. and 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 not just in numbers, but in in patterns, in in symbols, in advertising things around me. That I think about something and I see an image of that, or you know, or, or I love going on on Instagram, or or just flowing on my Mac because I know everything synchronicity. I go on my discovery feed, for example. And it talks to me. Mm. It's it's insane, um, and I love it. So yeah, um, if you haven't listened to the last episode, check it out. Mm. All about becoming your authentic self. This one was so good. Mm. And I, um, as I do it in my channel podcast, I wrote down things. Like every day, there's adding something. So this list is already pretty long. And some some things I wrote down, I want to do an entire episode about it, like talking about sex. <laughs> yeah, 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 let's do that soon. Because mm-hmm. most people don't enjoy sex. That makes me so sad. Yeah. Because sex is the... It's so fun. Yeah, and it kind of <laughs> comes down to it. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> that, that often people, what they do, like, I earn this money, I get this status, I blah, blah, blah. So I can have nice sex. <laughs> this is like... A I, this I think the deeper one is they want connection. They yeah, exactly. And, and, and having and, and enjoying sex with someone you truly connect and really enjoying it, like no expectations, no nervousness, just flowing, becoming one. This is where else do I want to be? Hmm. And it's, I don't want to have sex 24-7. That's, we want to, we want to... We wanna, I mean, sometimes we do. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> um, um, yeah. 
so that but that's that's how it stays so so special and nice and we want to do many things we want to experience it all mm. like fear sings we came to this earth to experience it all the messy and the beautiful <laughs> show me that you're worthy i will kiss your scars oh that's cute mm -hmm. okay uh, first thing on my list <coughs> talk about things immediately figuring out together And then something I want you to talk about. I don't know if we have talked about it in the last episode. I don't think so. So what do we mean talk about things immediately, figuring out together? Because that's what I see so many people not doing. And then it becomes this big, heavy thing that is not going away. And that wherever you go, it doesn't, it's always there. And it becomes so big, even though it's so small when you just talk about it. Mm. So wanna want to talk about it? So you're saying when we have something where it feels like we're disconnected, that we talk about it right away? That we that we talk about it as we go. You know, yeah. that we there is some, we figure it out together. Or if we don't know, we figure it out ourselves. And mm -hmm. then immediately we address that. That is the most important thing we could talk about. Yeah, I mean, for me, this is something I've always wanted to do in a relationship. And I initiate a lot in the past. And I have found that most people are so in their fear of bringing it up creates more disconnection that they would rather just not talk about it or have a special time set aside to talk about it and then it, which i think makes it even bigger instead of being grounded in yourself of being like i'm good no matter what happens i know we're connected no matter what happens so let's just talk about it in flow and i think even between us this has been it's like this is how i am with all my friends this is how i am with myself but in partnership i haven't had it'll be this is the first time where i've really had this because I've always been willing to do it. And then my partner, I don't know, wasn't on that level or wasn't able to be emotionally same connected or mature. I don't know. I don't want to say a negative, but it's like they just weren't there. And then I just felt really alone in it. because I was like, hey, I, I want to play on this level emotionally with you. Let's do this together. And I still, it's funny. I don't know how, I want to hear what you think. But for Even for me, within our partnership, I still felt like some of that was like testing it with each other like are we really okay to talk about this like right away are we really okay or is the other person gonna freak out or get upset or something and then every time we do it we're like oh yeah it is not that big of a deal yeah okay we can do this okay okay if anything it creates more connection between us because we learn more about each other that's why i always say yeah we're still learning each other we're still learning each other which is a really fun thing it becomes like an adventure instead of this like tiptoeing around like oh, am I f if I say this, am I going to piss you off? Or is this going to make it so we're more disconnected or something? So it's been fun. I really enjoy it. What about you? Yeah, once, same. I'm always pushing that. I'm always doing that. And I teach it to others. But so often, they don't get it in a way they do understand it. Of, yeah, but they don't know what it is. And then I wondered, why is that? Because... Most often, they're not so close to being their authentic self. They don't know who they are. And that means you cannot read yourself. You cannot, you, you're not this, this self-awareness mm -hmm. of this is, this is me. This is, this is where this comes from. There's this thing, and you know, it took me so many years to learn it. Like there's this thing and ow, and then often people jump to conclusions on surface shit which it has nothing to do with oh it's because of that 
Like, for example, way back then in, when I lived with Philip and Julian in Berlin in this shared flat, and also my ex-girlfriend Tanya moved in, and, you know, we were kind of monogamous. We never really, like, flow state, you know? But that was kind of, like, the deal that we, you know... But, but then Julian and, and Tanya, they were just, like making out and she was moaning and, and it's so hurt and then mm. and then i'm like wow ah, julian julian and then not not addressing this but i ah, he's always so dirty in the house he and i'm like julian you need to move out bringing all the reasons there was nothing what was it about and then no 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 it's this julian this hurt me this hurt me why don't you ask like this is this is this just felt like betray and this is the thing and i got so good at what it is what is it really you know Mm-hmm. And then addressing that, and now I got so good that I can sense it so quickly that it comes up in the moment, and I directly, like every word is directly phrased towards that, and then we can, and then it's off your chest, oh, the other person gets it, we can talk about it, and we can enjoy the discovery together, and this is the deepest form of connection, when you experience that, you want nothing else, but then often... I'm like encouraging that to others do that as well. But then they, and that's why I got good at channeling people, like they're saying something and I, I know it, this is not the thing. I'm like, is it is it this one? And they're like, yeah. Yeah, but I, I feel that you and I come at it very differently in the way that we find that core, whatever it is that is coming up for us because um, for you, I feel like it's more of an intellectual thing of like, this is this, this is this. And for me, it's very much in my body. Like I need to access my feelings. I need to have space, like a bubble of space around me where I can just feel into my body and feel how I feel about something. And then I can connect it intellectually where I'm like, oh, I feel like my stomach hurts or my throat hurts right now because of da da da. And then I'm like, oh, it's because I don't feel like I can speak right now or, you know, like something is going on. And it connects very intellectually with whatever is happening externally and that's Mm. why between us I'm always like can you like if I'm feeling something and I can't figure it out and then you're like like intellectually trying to analyze it and then I'm like stop can you please just ask me how I'm feeling in my body can you just host it and I think this is something that has been a learning between us like learning each other because a lot of times for me, I, I can access it very quickly if I have the space. But if someone tries to fix it or starts intellectually analyzing it right away, I start feeling like suffocated in my throat and my chest because this happened to me a lot growing up with my parents. They would just be like, I just want you to be happy. I just want you to be happy. But I never had any space to even feel my emotions and feel, which for me, my emotions helps me connect to with whatever's happening. And then I would just get hit this overwhelm point really fast where I'm like, ah, I don't know even know what's going on anymore. And then I would like run away until I could be with myself and my feelings. And I don't want to do that with you. And so this is why it's nice when you're like open to me being like, hey, I want to talk about this, but first I need to honor what's happening in my body. Like, can you just ask me how I'm feeling? And then once I get those emotions out, I don't need you to, I always say like putting it in the middle of us, in between us. It's like, I'm not putting them on you. I don't want you to fix them. I just need to honor them. I need to be like, this is how I feel right now. This is what's coming up for me. And then right after I do that, I can laugh about it and let it go. And then we can like really analyze it and figure out what's really going on. Thank you for helping me (laughs) getting good at this, that I can create space, hold space, where you can just be 
and experience that and and feel it and me not jumping to it's because da, 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 and <laughs> and um and that's how i get better with all people who i was trying to teach that but then i kind of answered it for them but then it doesn't help them well because it's all part of the journey like if you make if you answer the lesson for them then they're gonna have to relearn that lesson somewhere else because sometimes if you intellectually get put in the information it doesn't click like we are here to have this 3d experience to feel like what's going on with us in our individual bodies and then to learn the lessons we need in like this is my lesson to learn that's why I, i always say respect the timeline because if i go around and then I, i can see very clearly this person is fucking up their life and i go tell them hey you're fucking up your life they might not like take that in a good way or they might not actually like learn what they need to learn from it because they need to learn it in their own way and i can actually take the lesson away from them and then they have to relearn it in another way yeah. which might not be just as you know might be just as negative if that's the path that they're on is creating negative manifestations in order to learn if you buy someone a curry they're not hungry for the day if you teach someone to cook lentils there <laughs> what <laughs> this is like this this Engl the, the vegan thing of uh, you know if you if you buy someone a fish he's not hungry but if you teach the man how to fish i love how you like make it thai yeah i i know i want to make it vegan <laughs> because teach someone to kill fish yo you can just say you can give someone food or teach them to cook yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so yeah that's why I love that, getting good at often rather not answering for them, but asking the good questions and, 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 and creating the space mm -hmm. that, they, that they feel safe and that they don't feel like in a hurry, that they can really tune in their body and, and answer it themselves. Well, it's actually, if you want to think of it in a very efficient way, it is the most efficient way for someone to, for you to help someone because... You're teaching them the tools for them to empower themselves. Because if you're around them all the time, fixing things for them, then they're going to become reliant on you. But if you host them, <coughs> it might temporarily take a little bit longer, but you're actually imprinting with them their own tools and their own resources for them to fix themselves. Exactly. And I got, you know, I'm so good at waking people up, but often people get to this one point and then they... I'm like, why don't they get it because they because i do it for them but yeah, they have to discover it and now it's the point that they embody it by dropping in their own body and feeling it and and, and experiencing that and and it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then experientially you're kind of giving them a shortcut to a vibration that they could be on but yeah. if they don't understand the steps to get there it actually can be more confusing for them because when they go out of your energy field they don't know how to get there you know and so this is why it's more about giving them the tools so they can do it themselves yeah so back to the beginning get good at speaking it out loud mm -hmm. to whomever and whenever yeah when it comes up then at that moment and then when you experience that you want to have nothing else because mm -hmm. everyone knows They want to say it, but they don't. And then they run with this feeling and it occupies so much headspace and it's, uh, uh, it's, it's getting so heavier draining. and heavier. It's so draining. And also same for our first episode, making people uncomfortable with love. Because mm. often we feel so much love, but we don't say it. And there's this cheesy quote, uh, um, not expressing love is the 
fastest route to a heavy heart, something mm. like that. Yeah, express the love to the fullest and, and when you don't do it, think about why don't you? And often it's, I want to protect myself. I don't want to get hurt. But when you, I just, I just, I love myself unconditionally. I have all the love and I love giving it and I don't, I don't expect something in return because I know I'm worthy. Then you just give it. Mm. And mmm, wow. And, and once you experience that, you don't want to go back. Like yesterday at the static dance, I saw it in Jenny and I gave her so much love. And mm. she was like, wow, that was exactly, wow, this is home, Fatty. This is everything. And she gets it and she lives it as well. Mm. And then we can bathe in this hot tub of love and speaking about what, like, what occupies us the most and this is the deepest form of connection this is this is heart to heart with nothing in between um you also said side by side instead of against each other i think you did you say yeah, that so that's um something where i found in a lot of relationships where people are they are looking at each other and reflecting each other so hard that they're like you need to fix yourself so that so that then I can be okay. And then they start like fighting each other and instead of standing side by side, looking out at the world and looking out at whatever their problem is that they're trying to solve and being mm. teammates in it, you know? Like, okay, I'm feeling disconnected right now. It's not your fault that I'm feeling disconnected. But Afro, come here. Afro, come. Being savage, just want to see you in the visual. Come on. They want to see you. Ooh. Don't you like your Gucci brought up bed? Chanel? I forgot. Yeah. I think Jillian says it's Louis Vuitton. It's Anyways. Thai. So it's, it's same, Thai same. Um, but yeah, look, I, I always like the visual of standing side by side next to each other, looking out at the world and looking out at whatever you're trying to grow in. And so your teammates in it, instead of fight, like instead of we are at war with each other over whatever we're trying to grow and learn in. And that's quickly how relationships, um, people think that they either need to not fight or, or like, as in like, we need to not have anything between us or and this is why people don't bring it up is because they're like, oh, then, then that means we have to fight each other, you know, instead of being like, hey, we're standing side by side and this is something that came up for me. Can you help me with this? Or like, can you hold space for me so I can figure it out within myself? I'm in my own growth. We're all individuals on our own growth process and we can host each other and help each other come back to our own connection to source energy. And it's all energy flowing through us, you know, and when we stand side by side and support each other in that, then we can amplify that energy and it can be fun. It's like one big game. Wow, you said it so beautifully. And I think for many it made click. Yeah, 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 I wanna say it, but I'm afraid that we're gonna fight. Mm. But then make, make sure, this is not fighting, this is helping each other. Because otherwise we keep tiptoeing and yeah, yeah, everything is fine. And, and then, no, 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 we want to grow, we want to be a team. And there are always challenges and we want challenges, but now let's face them together. Like in the Marvel movies, like the Avengers, they're staying side by side and they're fighting it together and mm. they grow in an insane rate. Well, I always think like this is a good indicator is if you are talking to your friends about what's happening in your relationship and you're not talking to your partner, you're already not teammates with your partner. Like if your friends know more about what's happening in your relationship than your partner does, 
then there's a disconnect happening. So like for me, sometimes I will go talk to my girlfriends about what's happening between us, but it's because I'm, tr I'm getting co-regulation from them. I'm having them host space for me with my own journey, my own process, and then I immediately come and talk to you about it. So it's like aiding and helping me in our relationship. But some people do this where they just kind of offload onto their friends and then their partner doesn't even know what's going on. And I'm like, what? And their friends often know good help because yeah. they have their own interest subconsciously, mm -hmm. you know. Many people then, when they're not so aware, their friends are also not so aware and then it's their fears, mm -hmm. it's like how I in the past was jealous of Philip's ex-girlfriends because he's my best bro and then he spent so much time with them. So of course I had this, like, go away. I want to <laughs> play with my bro. And, and then I became conscious about it. And like, what a dumb thing. I want my bro to experience love and I don't need him. Mm -hmm. <coughs> and that's why I love it. Like when I talk to Rosanna about us, you know, like she's always like, I think Verde really loves you. I think he's doing his best, you know. Maybe you should talk to him about it. And like, these are the kind of friends yes. that I feel safe to co-regulate with because I know that they're actually supporting our relationship and they're rooting for us and they want it to work out. Like, like Julian. Mm -hmm. he, yeah, he's yeah. amazing. All right. Ready for the next thing? Mm -hmm. Okay. That came recently to me. Um, first, I, I read it how I... And then I elaborate on it because this is just my notes so this doesn't... Might not make so much sense. Uh, just reading it. Once you get it, you grow so much in just one day because you learn, grow, and become in an insane rate. When you loop, three weeks go by and you just feel weird. The negative shit will always stick around until you have learned the lesson. And we, we were sitting at teas, and she was like, Whoa, this ye day yesterday. And I'm like, You see what is how much you grow in just one day? Mm -hmm. Because now you woke up, now you're self aware, and now whatever comes, there's a lesson in it. Everything happens for reasons, there are no accidents. There's something to learn out of it, and it will stick around until you learn something out of it. And now you see it as it comes and you can transform it and grow in, in a nice way and doesn't need struggle and pain but often people they're in this unconscious uh, way of something comes and they don't see the, oh this is a burden this is horrible and then and then they just three weeks go by and they just loop and they just feel weird and it sticks around or years go by and it's just they learn to live with it but hey hey it's like knocking on your door Here's a lesson for you. Your higher mind, go this way, go this way. And like, no, 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 no. Oh, this is just staying and complaining. Poor little me, poor little me. I'm the victim. Instead of looking at it. And then, and now, like, it goes exponentially. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. You feel me? Yeah, like, <laughs> when we keep looking back on how long we've officially been together, and I'm like, it feels like years already. Like, so many things have happened in the timeline, and so many emotions, and so many situations, and we're just flying through all of it. My longest relationship with Tanya was, I think, two and a half years, and our first day, which I call our MDMA trip day, or it was kind of like our first relationship day, yeah. on this one day... We went way deeper than in these two and a half years. And not blaming it on her or me. It's just, it's the discovery. And no matter where you are in the journey, it's as beautiful. But it's so nice that... <laughs> do you recommend that everyone do MDMA on their first date? I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's, you know, it's just an amplifier. Um, mirroring you. Yeah, we were already on that level. It just opened the door yes. for us. And it, yeah, it only opened the door and just... <clears throat> yeah. 
Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's really, this is, I made a post recently on Instagram where it was like, you know, the real definition of being chosen and free is that we are complete individuals within ourselves. And then every single day we choose each other new every single day. And then that's why it feels so beautiful because we never know what's going to happen next and we're okay with that and it's that's what we're here for is like the change that's happening at every single moment and that's why one day can feel like eternity because so many things happen and we're just like letting it flow through us like okay i guess this is happening okay that just happened yeah and when when you like get the mechanism structure of existence time and space mm -hmm. are illusions then you can have this instant manifestation you can skip frames you and you, you tap into parallel lives like, wow, we've been here mm -hmm. and we figured it out the hard way there so we can now get it the fun and fast way here. Mm. It's crazy. Quantum jumping. Yeah, quantum loops. Pew, pew. <laughs> and about MDMA, I recommend looking... <laughs> disclaimer, looking, disclaimer. No, no. Actually, yeah, always do your own research, and but I recommend looking into it because mm -hmm. many people... I consider MDMA a psychedelic. Mm -hmm. um, it's not so visually, but you, how I would describe it, that you just, you, you're only your heart. You get rid of all the filters. Mm -hmm. So if you're unsure about this person, like, I, I love her, take MDMA with this person, and then it... Yeah, because there's times, I've, I've told you this before, there's times I've taken MDMA with someone that I thought I loved, and in the middle of the MDMA trip, I was like, fuck, yeah, this is not my person. <laughs> What's the strip, the nice? Yeah, it was yeah. really nice. Because when, when we tripped, I thought about the other women. They were like excited to take MDMA with me, but my higher mind was always, no, no. Mm. And then during our experience, I was like, thanks, God. <laughs> thanks, God. This, was be, this would be so okay. But this was the best day of my life. Mm. Wow. Yeah, it was really beautiful. I'm really excited to do it again. Yeah. And if people are wanting to try it, the thing that I recommend is do not do it in a party situation no. or with people that you don't know. Do it with someone that you feel really, really safe with, probably like one person. It could be a close friend or your partner or do it with a very small group of friends in a con contained environment, which means like at a house or, you know, in nature where no one else is going to come into your energy bubble and have really good music. Make sure you have tons of like electrolytes and like to hydrate yourself and then just allow yourself to feel safe to be and to share your love with each other it's so beautiful mm. and not saying during a party it's bad many have amazing experiences but they only experience experienced it in a party environment mm -hmm. and we highly recommend get the safe container mm -hmm. home dropping in experience with someone you love the most yeah like i i would actually love to do it with our small group of friends i i already told them yeah, yeah. like yeah let's a day in the house here mm -hmm. get cozy yeah like tell each other how much we love each other cuddle yeah like yeah. not too many maybe like six people max mm -hmm. and then wow wow okay <laughs> Okay, the next one you're probably not a big fan of. <laughs> oh God, what is that? <laughs> Are you ready? And um, okay, just read it. Uh, but uh, that's <laughs> just go. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> disclaimer. <laughs> disclaimer. But how I read it, I don't mean it. You know, I just this is this is how it makes sense for me that I know what I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. So that's why when I read it, oh, this is a quote from Ferdi. No, no, no. This is what I want to talk about, and then how I talk about is how I mean it. You know. 
<laughs> because it starts Just off go. Uh, masculine, feminine, not such a big fan, and this is not. I know you're not. Okay, yeah, but but uh, I mean I am, but in this unconscious way. Okay, let me read it. Masculine, feminine, not such a fan. I wanna be fairy. Just be man and not thinking about it. Often when I see men being in their masculine consciously, it's a persona. When I'm in my masculine without thinking about it, that's real and attractive as fuck. Same for feminine. So I love being in your feminine and your masculine, but not this, and, and, and it's so great when you do it consciously in this aware way where it's your highest excitement right now but often i see people playing roles and then okay i gotta be more masculine i gotta be more feminine and then they play this role okay now i i don't know look uh, like talk deeper slower talk these things where female want me to say that and i'm like oh this is and and i love when it's on this un on the subconscious way where i'm just me And automatically, I'm in my masculine and I'm in my feminine, and it's just like this gender fluent flow. And often, when I'm in my masculine and feminine, I'm so aware I know that I am, but I don't focus on it, so I can just be authentic. Like at some aesthetic dances, I see other males, then they get so primal dancing with me, and then they wanna, and then it gets in this monkey shit of who's the bigger monkey, and then I immediately disengage it, if that is the word. Dis disengage. Disengage it by. I'm just becoming super feminine. You mean just de-escalate? And then and then and then seeing like, hey, I don't, you know, th this is not a This is not. Ooh, I don't. I don't like that. And and I love being feminine and goofy and dumb and and showing people this doesn't take anything away from my mm -hmm. masculinity. And I know when to be when to be quote unquote serious or quiet or holding space or or I get really good at this. You're learning. Yes. Um. Okay. Now you can punch me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> I feel that society has gotten so far away from what it means to be in their masculine or feminine that that's what you're seeing is like these people playing roles. Yes. But And you always say you cannot fake a vibration. So there's people that I have dated in the past. I like when you quote me. <laughs> there's people I've dated in the past who appeared very masculine in like their appearance and what they were saying, but I didn't feel good in my body around them. I, I didn't feel safe. I was just like, this is weird, something's happening. And I would look back and I'm like, yeah, they're playing a role. But wh what, how do I put this? I think people are just trying to figure it out and you and I just happen to have it figured out in this way. And so for us, it's like confusing when people are playing roles, but most people are just so far gone from what that means to them on an embodiment level. And when you look back into, like if you study this, like as society and as tribes, like back in a tribal situation, the men of the tribe would go hang out with the tribal men leaders and go do manly things like building things or like, you know, they would learn through embodiment of the older people in their tribe. And the women would do the same. And it didn't need to be like the women are cooking, the men are hunting. I'm just saying that you would learn through watching your elders from an embodiment standpoint of how to flow with each other and the energetic level. And in today's society, it's so out of whack that people don't even know. And then they feel gross in their body and being out of alignment, whether in the masculine or feminine. And then they're trying to research all these things and then they're trying it out. And then even then it's not coming into an embodiment level. So for me, I've studied this a lot, like for myself, but most of it was me intuitively connecting to my feminine and then figuring it out from a somatic level, like connecting to my body and what felt really good in my body. 
and I find it interesting between us because I think from an intellectual standpoint, you don't like this because you don't want to be put in a box, which I understand. Also, I, the feminine can uh, ignite the masculine in a lot of ways. We can, we can activate each other. And so f because I know how to be in my feminine very well, I activate your masculine side a lot just by doing certain things like appreciating you and honoring you and allowing you to take the lead. And being I sexy. And being sexy. <laughs> and I know, I can see through how you bonus. Yes, through <laughs> how you react in your body that it really, you like it, it activates you. So I don't need really to... Really activating. <laughs> I don't need to be... <laughs> really hard activating. <laughs> I don't need to be proven, right? I'm not a man. I don't, it doesn't, there's no competition for me. It just... I'm just flowing with what feels good in my body and I know I can sense that it flows and it feels good in your body. And this is something that I feel called to help other people out. Because like for us, we, we like it. It's flowing. It's working, you know. And I also am very grounded in my masculine, you know. And I, I do a lot of things in the world. I'm here to build many, many things. And I know that. And also for a lot of it, I want my inner child to play and I want to feel safe and I want to feel protected. And that's me being very my feminine and that's beautiful. So I just want to help people <coughs> yes, get there yes. in whatever balance that means for them, you know? And why I trust that how we do it, yes, we're on that level, but many listen to it and then they um, uh, hear us talking about masculine and feminine and then they consciously try to aim for that more and then step into a role and that's mm -hmm. why I wanted to talk about that mm -hmm. and how I see getting there the best way is, for example, one of my really good friends, like he sent me a voice memo this morning about a play party that, oh, they were, uh, like he asked me with whom I floated and and then he he, oh I wanted to know because if you would have floated with her it would have uh, kind of hurt me but then I thought about it and it's this masculine uh, thing of bubble and then the best thing is by talking about it that when it comes up this or oh, I feel threatened or something as a man and then talk to this man about it that you felt threatened and then like a voice memo or talking about it to and while you talk about it you figure out how stupid it is and then you can let it go otherwise it stays there and you're like oh this is this is dumb but when you don't address it and that's the best that's the best that's the best when you when you be vulnerable and sharing your journey and not acting perfect because often people around especially around me they they act like they got it but they you cannot fake a frequency mm -hmm. so tell me what you're struggling with if i if you threaten that i take over your girl because she was a bit flirty or something like that tell it to me in a vulnerable way where like yeah and then you can and then you see how nonsensical that is and then you can let it go and that's why i encourage people to everyone no matter how dumb it seems but it's it's the most important thing is whatever occupies your head the most is the most important thing to talk about. So don't make the judgment, oh, this is such a minor thing, this is dumb to talk about. If it occupies your head, there's nothing more important than to talk about that. Often people have this, ah, my th these are so small, what did you see in the news, this is happening in the world, this should we talk about. No, 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 what is the most important thing for you to talk about is what occupies you the most. Because that is your self-growth where you are right now and that is bringing you to the next level and that's how you can transform the world the best if you if you grow yourself 
if you want to see an outside change, have an inside change. So, so always talk about that. And yeah, I want to give some people people some tips, like to give them some tips to try out um, for them and see how it feels in their body. Like, I dated a relationship coach for this guy who was a relation relationship coach for men at one point. And at the time, I was very in my masculine. And I remember like looking at him and and him just being like, he was like telling men to go out and do competitive sports or go out and do something physical with their hands. And I was like, why are you like? I was very much in my intellectual brain, like, why do men need to do that? Like, that's so dumb, you know. And then all these men would do it, and they would tell him that they were so frozen most of their life, being programmed that. Like they needed to not take up space and make women feel protected by just kind of being a wallflower, like being in the backgrounds when in reality, like women feel very safe when men are very able to channel their emotions, whatever they are. So instead of suppressing their anger, or suppressing any negative emotions in order to make women around them feel safe, they have healthy outlets in order to do that. And I think this is what you're touching on with com competition is like men are so frozen about not wanting to be competitive because they view that as a negative thing. When in reality, it's not really that big of a deal. It's fun to go be competitive in situations where that's meant for that. Like spike ball, spike ball, gym, Muay Thai. BJJ. Like I always, when guys are asking me like, how do I be more in my masculine? Like I see you always attracting these really good men into your life. I'm like, go do some competitive sports where it's safe to be doing that. Like I've done Brazilian Jiu Jitsu for three years and I loved it when men were like trying to choke me and like, and they were so confused by me because they were like, you're okay with this? And I'm like, yeah, this is great because I feel your masculine energy coming through and that's like something that feels really good in my body and for women it's to allow themselves to receive more and to really feel into their body and like do things that are nourishing for them in their body and what's the most satisfying like i would say one level above that mm. because often oh yeah i get so good at this sport and i choke everyone out and i'm the big boss but yeah it's still not it's it's your frequency mm. when when people see me like how many girls are attracted to me like when, when I go to the dance floor and I dance with many people and we have this amazing time, like, what does he has, I don't. Mm -hmm. And this is not, uh, oh, I, I win this. or No, 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 there is, there is no winning. This frequency is attractive as fuck. Mm -hmm. What is this frequency? And this frequency is being your authentic self, following your highest excitement. That's why is it's so sexy that you know what you want. Mm -hmm. This is so sexy. When... You are an individual and, and follow your excitement. We communicate, hey, this excites me, this excites us, this, you go there, I go there, and then we flow there together. And this is so fucking sexy. So, yeah. So, I think that's very much like, I, I agree with you, and I also feel like that is... Like both, like this and that. I, but like I, I would say, from my opinion, you can disagree with this, that okay. that is a very masculine thing. Like for a woman, what is very, very attractive to be in a woman is for her to be so in her pleasure. Like I'm enjoying everything that's around me. I'm like, every time someone gives something to me or I'm receiving something from the universe, it's like I create more connection around me and I help other people around me to feel safe in their bodies and to feel safe feeling their feelings and just to be kind of like glowing from that pleasure. And I know that, that I have that about myself because like it got to the point where sometimes I would just stay at home because every time I would go out, I would, I would, I would be receiving so much attention that because I'm so in my pleasure and so like just bubbling around enjoying every single thing, um, that it would be really overwhelming for me the amount of attention that I would get and I would just kind of hide because I didn't feel safe doing that. But why is it feminine? 
that's where I would disagree. I think this is okay. gender neutral because this is for me the same and this is not then... This so you're just like, when you give out that vibe of just completely enjoying life, then that is the most attractive thing. Yeah, and this okay. is... This is that's that's why I don't even want to think about was this masculine or that that's why it's not in my head and that's why I wanna I I, I because you but were. What I'm trying to say is we are at that level where it doesn't matter anymore. But for most yes, people, they are yes. so like and it. For most people, that is a tool on how to help them get to that level. But that's why I love talking about the tool, but not about feminine and masculine so much okay. because then it gets in the head. Like you are a person new in my reality that talks a lot about, it and then it got. A little in my head. I wanna. Is this no masculine or feminine? I'm like, nope. This is not get what out I wanna. Of my head. Yeah, and then I it got out of my head. It was knocking, and I said, "You're not invited." And that's that's what I imply to people: just be yourself and flow, gender neutral flow. That you can, that we can dance dumb, and then the next second it's zitness, and I get a boner because it's you and your. Ma I'm in my masculine, you and your feminine, and and then the, and then the next moment it's it's the opposite, and it's mm -hmm. just it's just it just flows. I agree with that. And I also want to say one thing, one last thing, and then I'll let go of the masculine feminine thing, <laughs> is that we are, it's kind of what Bashar talks about, is like we have these agreements of our reality tunnel, and like the more that you have this in a group of people, the more it's like imprinted in you. And like within our wider macro culture, it's very imprinted to be in the masculine, to do things, to, do, to be competitive and all these things. And for most women, that is very confusing for them because they came out in these bodies to be more feminine like just as a woman and then they're in a society that is very programmed to be in the masculine and so that is something that is like I don't know they're, they don't even have a baseline of what to follow because for you you can be your baseline of be your authentic self but you're in a society that has a baseline of, of being masculine and I am like okay be my authentic self but I don't even know who to look up to and what that even means yes I take it back you, yeah, it, now seeing like Jenny, being aware yeah. of that and, and like being so more in a feminine. I so take, many yeah. of your girlfriends that you have yeah. in your bubble are so in their masculine. Yeah, I take it back. It's great to talk about it in the way we talk about it. Uh, so yeah, it's great. And it's, it's great also to know, okay, this is me and my feminine, this is me and my masculine, but then once you get it, you then you don't, it, then yeah, you let you it let go. let it go, yeah, yeah. let it go. Because, yeah, I want you to be in your, that is so attractive when you and your feminine, I don't want to... Yeah, like when after we did MDMA and you came back and you were like, this, this, okay, you can say whatever you want, but this was you being very in your masculine when you were like, I want to create a safe space. Like you make everyone feel good around you. You, you create this bubble around you of happiness and safety. And I want to hold that. I want to protect that and create a safety bubble around you. And I just started crying because that is literally all that I want. And then that just makes me have more and more beautiful energy to share with the world, which gives you energy to keep going. And what it's just, it just keeps going back in this beautiful loop. Yes. I like it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. One, one small thing. Yeah. Um, that you said after the last podcast, that many podcasts, you know, I listened uh, to less and less podcasts because I, I got so into Bashar and listened mostly to Bashar, but now listening to podcasts every now and then, um, often when they're in this, in this studio where they're sitting mm, and yeah. being caffeinated and don't maybe know each other so well, um, 
I want you to talk about it. Yeah, so someone sent me, <laughs> I love my friends because they always know what to send me. Someone sent me an Aubrey Marcus um, podcast. It was kind of like this where they're recording them on a podcast. So I, I watched the YouTube video of them and he was interviewing a woman who does sex magic. And I like fucking love sex magic. I'm always all about that. And so I started watching it and then somatically like in my body watching them I started feeling constricted because they're like sitting in like office chairs in an office and they have coffee and the, and the guys like Aubrey Marcus is like so like intellectually da, 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 what do you do and they're like using all of these frameworks that they think that society wants them to say but they're talking about magic and like being in your feminine and the woman is very in her masculine and she's very much like yes analytically this is what you and I was just like oh I couldn't even watch it mm. it just it made me feel Anything that we consume, we um, have the opportunity to absorb the vibration of. So I remember you, I showed you this quote the other day. It was like, be careful of who you allow to touch your vibration. And you were like, no, we actually get a choice. Like they can show us their vibration and then we can choose whether, whether we want to receive it in. If people are not aware of this consciously, they're just absorbing the vibration of exactly. whatever's hap happening around them. And when you consume content where the people are not in, in their bodies and they're not feeling good in their bodies or they're feeling constricted in their bodies, you're hanging out with someone that's giving off that vibration and then you absorb it into your body. And I was just like, I can't. Like, I don't even want to, I don't, I don't want to consume that content. Yes. So feel you on that. That's why, how did we start this podcast? The first thing I asked you, how do you feel in your body? <laughs> the first thing you asked me, how do I feel in my body? We got comfortable on the floor next to Afro. We have a smoothie and a juice and... Mm -hmm. And it's, it's so nice here mm -hmm. and um, there's not this, okay, we need to cut commercial breaks and <laughs> be out here in da-da-da and just flow, get allow the flow. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's why everyone out there doing content, <sighs> here's the magic. Should I give them the secret? Mm -hmm. Okay. So whatever content you create, podcast, a TikTok, a reel, an infographic, an Insta story, a YouTube video, you put a frequency in that device and that frequency is is con conserved and it's gonna find the people synchronistically that match that frequency that 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 need they need that right now their higher minds lead them to that thing synchronistically that's that's magic synchronicity is magic oh it's but it's my youtube recommendations it's my discovery feed yeah what do you think that is What do you think these algorithms are? Very, this was so random. I've, I haven't listened to your podcast in years, but then a friend, da, 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 that is from your friend, the higher mind. Hey, I really want to share this with him or her. Mm. So all you got to focus on when you create content, what you put out is what you get back. So the, 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 the share your authentic self. Put that in. Forget about the numbers and all of that shit. It's not about numbers. It's about reaching the people you need to reach. Mm -hmm. And synchronicity takes care of that. And it's not better to reach more people. Like, get that out of your head. Then you see it with most stars. Like, learn from that. They have these millions of followers and they just want to lock themselves up. They get suicidal. They want to run away from them because they don't match their vibe because they put on a, on a mask often when they do music or when they, when they are in the movies or whatever and this is not their authentic self and it reaches so many people that are not like-minded and they don't want to do meetups, they don't want to see them, they, they don't want to be recognized in public because they just want to get away from that. But when you put out your authentic self, you find real friends, you create masters who they also become your authentic self. So just focus on being you 
and then and you cannot fuck it up being you so just focus on that and then synchronistically you and that's why like i'm so excited tomorrow is tuesday i'm, I'm gonna do a meetup i'm so excited to meet my vegan savages yesterday we danced at pyramid 20 30 40 vegan savages were there i loved it i loved it they are on my frequency they are my friends because what you put out is what you get back and this is the fucking magic so how we record this podcast that's how they it finds those people and that's how they perceive it and also it's sometimes really hard to be brave enough to be your authentic self you know so in, in this society so and when we are doing that we're actually showing people through um our vibration that we give off like our own connection to source energy because we're just allowing whatever to come out to flow and i know even for me like who's in person Uh, I am a very big character, and but putting that online has been a journey for me to feel brave enough to do that. And even in my podcast, sometimes in the middle of the podcast, I'll be like, okay, everyone, let's take a deep breath. And most of the time, that's for me. That is for me, and I'm just like sharing that with everyone because uh, I get so activated about what I want to share, and also it is like a lot of energy going through you. Like when you really are being your authentic self, mm -hmm. the universe is like, okay, here's some more energy. Okay, yeah, say this thing, and like I'm channeling, and I don't even know what I'm saying, and then it's like, blah, 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 and then I'm like, okay, ground. Yeah, let's take a deep breath. <laughs> <sighs> did you like at the play party when I did the quiet and then more quiet arm? Not oh. really, actually. Why? Because um, I was in the middle of channeling and then I just like got interrupted. But and I, I, and so it, was, yeah. it was fine. It, I flowed with it. I, I, you asked me, I'm going to tell yeah, you. Yeah, and, and, and that's what I want because I, I so didn't felt the, the first arm because mm -hmm. people were doing it so loud. And this is, this is like... They're trying to hold. I'm like, what frequency <laughs> is that? Ew, let's, sure let's be mindful. Because the, the guy next to me, when you like, like, make as much noise as you can, he got to this level where it's... N noise where it's just he ah, wasn't being his own exactly self. and that's why I wanted to guys it's it's about dropping in your bodies and let's do it like this I think in the end it was a good thing I'm just telling you how it felt in my body <laughs> yeah and I'd tell you why why I did that because mm -hmm. this arm this really crossed me off this the, when I heard the arm I wanted to go out of the room well because the point is for them to allow whatever is authentically coming through and they were doing that in the opposite direction instead of being too quiet they were being so loud but it wasn't the real them that's why the vibration didn't feel good in your body yeah okay there was something you, you touched on um, I need to go pee. okay yeah what you said was so beautiful and that's basically our podcast our our higher selves are sitting here and talking um All right, being savages, a podcast with Britney's are so my highest excitement. Okay, I want to talk about one thing. Um, why in the five laws, not unconditional love? Because everything is made out of love. Exactly. Uh, you know, I encourage you daily uh, to, to write me Instagram DMs when you have questions. Ask. Like when you... When you hear us talking about something, we want you to get it. And that's why I always ask questions. And often, that's what I love, often when you ask questions, you answer them yourself. And one question was, you know, like Bashar's five laws of creation. And you find these laws everywhere. You can, you can 
put them down to five laws in other like the law of one or something in many things there are, it's the same but then it's ten laws or something but like these five laws are you exist what you put out is what you get back the one is the all and the all is the one um, everything is in the here and now and everything changes except the laws and then someone asks why is not unconditional love in these laws and then because existence itself is made out of unconditional love. The frequency of existence itself is unconditional love. That's why synchronistically your higher self always kicks you back into love. Love is the answer and, and that's why it's not in the laws because that's what the laws, that's what everything, that's what the material, the frequency of existence itself is made out of. And I'm so, this daily makes me so happy that we live in a reality in the, that everything, all that is, God, creation, na name it however you want to, is made out of unconditional love. Imagine if it all would be made on, on, on hate or something, that you, that you go in the loving direction and synchronistically you get back into the hate, this is not the way. This is so nice. So love is the answer and it always comes down to love and I know how cheesy and simple it sounds but when you get it, you get it. All right, this was nice. Anything else on your mind before we cut this podcast down? Do you want to talk about the play party? Do you? Yeah, let's talk. If you want to talk about it. I feel like I, it's like something that I want to talk about, but I don't know. If, I mean, it's going to bring up some emotions for me. If you want to talk about it, I'd love to talk about it. I mean, it was a major thing in our relationship. Let's talk about it. Now we talk about it. Um, so... Before the play party, we multiple times talked about w how we wanted to flow in the play party. And we were like, yes, we want to announce that we're chosen and free with everyone. Um, and then I, I think I felt frozen about how to speak up about what I wanted in the play party. Like, I, for one, I'm, I'm at a point where I'm really tired in my life. And then this is also why I'm really grateful that you're here because... I feel like I've been doing so much and I really need to like be and like rest. And this is even like the card I pulled yesterday. Jenny pulled a card for me. It was like, you need to be in your vulnerability and rest. But anyway, so I kind of disconnected from the play, this last play party. I was just like, you uh, offered to run the list, like um, handle whoever's coming in and approve and all this stuff. And I was like, amazing. I'm so grateful. Thank you. And then we were talking about, okay, how do we actually want to interact in the play party? And I really wasn't giving you any information. I was just like, what do you want? And you were just like, oh, well, I only want to flow with you, but like, let's announce at least that we're chosen and free because it's the vibration we want to give off and whatever we say in the beginning is kind of what happens. Um, and I was like, okay. But in my heart, I kind of knew that that wasn't going to work. <laughs> and... Um, and then, so we talked about that multiple times. And then, like, when we announced it in the beginning of the play party about, um, like, there's a part where they say, okay, any couples who want to let people know their boundaries. It was so funny because it was the first time, first time that I had announced in my own play party that I was in a coupleship. So that was, like, a major thing. Like, my inner child was feeling very rebellious because I created the play parties in order to feel free. Um, and then it was ironic because you and I and then Yale and Daniel, who Yale is 
co-facilitated it with me. They also announced they were a couple, and we were the the people who were facilitating it were the only ones who were couples at the party. And normally that is not like normally like it's also the first time I think Yale said she was in a coupleship in the party. And normally there's tons of couples, and so it was just very ironic. But then right after, so then but in that I again I froze, so I didn't say like. Yeah, I was like, How, do you guys want to say any boundaries to the group? And I was like, I don't know. And so I like looked to you and you were like, oh, we're free and chosen. We're just going to flow together and as individuals. And then I just kind of got really upset at that because I was like, yes, this is what we agreed to say to everyone. But I could feel already with you that you wanted to actually just flow and be free. And so after we went into the open play, we checked in about it. And you were like, what do you want? What do you want? I only want to do what you want. I want to make sure you feel good. And I was like, I already know how this is all going to play out because if because we mirror each other so hard and I know within myself I've already had a, someone I was dating before I wouldn't announce him at the play parties as I was in a couple partnership with him but he, he was very in love with me and he always wanted to put these like rules on me of what I could do in the party and I really rebelled against that I didn't like that and um and so I just knew that if we agreed to that, we both were going to rebel against it. And so I was like, we have to just see how this plays out and we have to just be individuals like we promised to each other and to ourselves. Um, but the thing that made me really upset was that there was like tons of women there that wanted to be with you and that you had already slept with. And because I disconnected from uh, the list and who was there, there wasn't really that many men that I felt attracted to. And so it wasn't even that I was like, I wasn't feeling jealous of you being with other women I was upset that I didn't get a play in the way that I wanted to play because like at the end of the night when we came back together and had a really beautiful making love and connecting you were like all of these women I connected with just like proved how much I'm connected to you and I'm like that's great but I didn't have that opportunity I, I really still haven't had the opportunity where there's someone I really want to connect with and then I still get to come back and connect with you afterwards. And for me, that's like my inner child still needs to prove to myself that I can go and be free and come back and you still will love me. Like you'll still choose me even when I'm free. And I know that we, you've said this to me, like, yes, this is true and like da da da, but there's still something in my body that needs to have it be proven. Like you always say, you can s talk, but like actions prove more. Um, and then I think there's something also in me where, you know, I grew up with a dad who was very narcissistic and very, like, womanizing in a very negative way, like, would basically treat women like objects. And there's still some of that programming in me, like, when I see you with a lot of, like, younger women that I know are their babies, in my opinion, and nothing against them, there's still some programming that comes up. It's like, oh, is he taking advantage of these women, you know? And I know that's not true, but that's something I have to, like, honor. And then, <laughs> yeah, it was just like, I even had people who didn't know me very well come up to me afterwards and be like, yeah, the women are basically just like taking turns, lining up to be with Faraday. And, and then they were like, yeah, and there wasn't really any men that we wanted to play with because like all the men here, normally at the play parties, the age is between 25 and 50. And there's usually like a lot of men there that are in their late 30s. And most of the, I'd say the average age at this party was like early 20s. Um, to late 20s and yeah so <laughs> I had a lot of feelings about that and um, I don't know I, I still feel I still feel things about it not necessarily anything that needs to be done or I mean, we've spoken about it a lot but yeah 
I feel you. Um, how this happened uh, is um, you you were starting the, the the screening process, and then I took over, and then. I always sense when I just want to talk about it, you were like, no, 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 I don't. And then I just did it fully myself. So that there wasn't, as a team, there wasn't this communication. And then when you handed over to me, it was already half full, the play party. And some names or many ma names I, I didn't know, I didn't recognize that they're like kind of, that they're, that they're young, that they're being savage just because I didn't know the names. And then I didn't have that in mind because I, I, I just assumed, uh, so which I learned, don't make assumptions that most of the people on the list they are from your crew, they're older, I just assumed that. And then the people I invited are like, oh yeah, this, this is a perfect mix. And then, and then many older people, nice people, your friends didn't come, who wanted to come. Yeah, because it was already full. But, but even, even on the list, so like, uh, just they, they, they got sick or they mm. didn't feel good or they just didn't come. Um, like, uh, yeah, I don't want to say her name. Um, and then, and then, knowing my vegan savages, they they always come. They come on time. They're like this on point mentality. So that's why oh, so many younger people and of my friends. And then it was kind of this vibe. And I was like, ah, okay, shit. Yeah, I didn't know that on the list who already signed up are many of them. And then yeah, older men are missing. Experienced people are missing. And um, I I totally I totally get it. I totally feel you. That's why whoever does the next screening process should really consciously put effort in it. Mm -hmm. um, that it's. And I was joking that we can just have a German party if you want all your vegan. I mean, th that's. I, I don't know how, but synchronistically, I always German, Austrian, Switzerland. They get kicked in my reality so. Like the first play party I hosted in Berlin, I didn't meant to do it in in German at all, but then. 45 souls, I'm like, is, is everyone German? Everyone German? Okay, then we do it in German, mm -hmm. you know? But it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't my, I, I don't like, like, creating this borders. Like, we protect this German bubble. We are Germans. No, I want to open up. I want to expand. I want that we all unite as people. I see here other people, Russians, Israelis, they're staying in their bubble. That's not me. That's not what I want. I want to unite as people. I want to expand. But just in the past, I just synchronistically and for a reason, and I don't fully know the reason yet, but and and we we philosophied philosophized about that yesterday. Why are so many German, Austrian, Switzerland people are so fucking woke? Why they? Because it's such a privileged, or what is privileged? It's such a safe place to live. We're such a social state where you always getting the basic human needs taken care of and then you have so much time and social media and the internet you can you can wake up so because you have so much time not doing these human basic needs and and you can you can read all you can study all the bashar stuff like i did the last 10 years and really get into it and really fucking get it because so many people they do all these things and then it's time to go to bed and i'm like watching six hours of youtube and synchronistically I got to this YouTuber and then that and then learning so much about psychedelics and watching. Can you ask me how I feel in my body? How do you feel in your body? I just feel, feel good that I was able to share that. Um. And same, that you shared that and I, I totally feel you on that. I, I, let's, let's just focus on how we make the next one 
better. And, and, and uh, like no, no, none of us did something intentionally wrong or right. It's, it's just, this was, and, and this is great. That's how we learn. That's how we experience. And by talking about it, and I, everything you said, I'm like, no, 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 you're, no, no. Everything you said, I so 100% feel you. And I want to tell you, you did amazing. You did amazing for, yeah, because people could think like, oh, he, he did that intentionally, but you know I didn't. You know I didn't. I don't think you did it intentionally. I also think that there was more awareness that could have been put into it, but we're learning. Yes, yes, exactly. It's just ironic for me because I started the play parties originally a year and a half ago with... Um, the guy that I started this this community space with, Andy, and um, he, like he, it was like a flipped situation where like he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine with us, like, you know, flowing together. And then in the middle of the party, in the middle of my party that I'm organizing, he was like, actually, I'm not okay with you being with any of these men. And there were so many men there that I wanted to be with and that wanted to be with me and we wanted to just play, you know? And suddenly I was like locking myself down in the middle of my own party, which is like such a kill vibe for the whole vibration. You know, I was like literally running away from men and like hiding in the bathroom and just being so frustrated because I wanted to be with Andy. I wanted to be with my partner, but I also wanted to play, you know, and there's beautiful men that I wanted to play with and share this connection with. And so I knew that in, it just felt like so ironic that it was like in the same house, in the same party, and, but it was like flipped the other way where I was like, okay, yeah, you need to go play. This is your time to do this. And some cosmic joke that right now we can't do it at the same time, but I still want you to have your experience. And I've already had so many, honestly, I've had so many experiences. I feel, I feel full. Same, same, <laughs> same. My soul is, I want you, I want you. And free and chosen, I loved it because we want to be free to choose each other daily it's a it's a choice mm -hmm. and we don't we don't need each other but we cho 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 chose choose each other because mm -hmm. we love each other on a, on this free individual we stay our authentic self basis and chosen and free but i'm free to choose you daily and i freely kind of only want to choose you because my soul this is this is what i want this is i've i've experienced so much and th um, i this is what this is this is what i want this is all what i want mm -hmm. and and wow so yeah i mean one more thing that i want to share that's really vulnerable for me is like towards the end of the party when we were checking back in with each other in the back room and you were like how are you doing like how are you feeling in your body and i was like I don't know, I was like crying because I was like, it was like a lot coming up for me. And I wasn't, it, again, it was nothing to do with you being with other women. Like I don't, I don't have that in me to be jealous. It was more of like, I wanted to make sure that it was, we were a safe place for us to show our love for each other, you know, like home base for each other. And I didn't realize until this situation that happened, how much I've been holding back, like sharing my love with you. And like, I've, and you're like, wow, well, I already feel like you're showing, sharing so much love with me. Like there's more. And I'm like, yeah, because with, with Andy, I, I really gave him everything, like everything everywhere at once. I gave it all to him because I, he was the first alien I'd ever met. And I was so excited to like date someone like me. And then 
he had so much trauma that, and that he hadn't worked through and he wasn't able to do what we were talking about in the beginning of the podcast about like when something comes up, talk about it. Like I would hear about something that he was upset that I had done like a week later. Like, and I was like, what? Like, why didn't you talk to me about this? I, like, we could have, like, gone through this together and had it been a shared experience. And it happened so much in my relationship with him. And, like, so many terrible negative things happened in our relationship. Like, friends dying, him being suicidal. Like, just so many things happening that... Um, uh, it's, I, think it's, uh, I think it's the more people. Um, okay. But I just wanted to say quickly that... No, no, keep talking. I don't want to say quickly, actually. Don't say it quickly. <laughs> um, that I am very grateful to have our relationship because I think I didn't realize that my heart was frozen before. Because with him, I, f I wanted to choose him so badly, but I needed to be free. And with you, I feel free and chosen within myself. But there's still this part of me that's like if I allow myself to open up to you in that way, like, are you going to allow, like, is my love going to be overwhelming for you? Like, is it going to be too much? And I have this, I didn't realize I had this until the play party and all this stuff. And it was like so interesting that like, I, c I know, because I can tell how my, my friends or girlfriends feel. And so they were all like, oh, is Brittany going to be upset that Faraday's like, every girl's like wanting to be with him and she's just kind of there. And I'm like, no, it's none of those things. And I'm just like in the back crying because I'm like, It's actually because I love you so much that I'm like, is this, are we actually going to be able to do this? Am I, am I going to allow the love in all the way? You know, are we going to actually allow each other to be home bases for each other? Which is so fun. Like, we really are mm. aliens. <laughs> And you already know the answer. Like, what we have. <laughs> what we have is this. Is this. Yeah. Afro, Afro just put it beautifully. Um, wow, I love Britney so much. Like, I love her so much. Words cannot say it, cannot put it. And we both know that we can trust because we know this is differently. We know we had nothing like that before. And we know it's 111% mutual. So we can just allow it all the way. And I already do. I already allow the love all the way. And if, if Britney has more, I'm like, okay, I cannot be believe it because I've never experienced even this degree of love, but I want it all the way. I want it all the way. Because I see you and we, we, I see it in other timelines. We cannot run away from each other because this is what we want. This is what we want after the play party. Not here, but at my place where peanut penetrations are allowed. When we had sex, I'm like, this is home. This is coming one. This is, this is what my soul wants all the way. This, mm. this is arrived. This, this, this. It just said really beautiful words when you were outside. That how much I love you. That words cannot describe that. that mm. And... And <sighs> thank you. I love you. And daily, how our relationship gets on the next level. Like yesterday was this day. I'm like, okay, this is another level of us just vibing. And yeah, and we're uh, having fun. Yeah, and and we're still. It's it's week three, or it's getting to a month. It's still so, you know, getting getting used to each other, adjusting our frequencies. Like recently, like in the last podcast, you said, yeah, and then I've been married for years. I was like, she was married? <laughs> like we still, <laughs> like there's still many things. And, and 
the level we are on already wow like yeah this is and yeah mm -hmm. all right being savages it still was so so touching what you said um thank you yeah i mean i wanted to share the thing about the podcast i mean the play party because that led to the other thing mm -hmm. i think it's also good to honor all of it all the way through and that's what i want us to talk in this podcast about we invite them in our relationship we figure it out together or what we have figured out we talk about it from the heart and like you were reading some astrology things to me earlier and you were like i don't know if you want to talk about it in the podcast mm -hmm. then you read it to me and i'm like no i want to talk about that and my vegan savages already know my german vegan savages already know because i talk about everything because mm. i want to put my authentic self out there so when i meet whoever i meet they know me as my authentic self they know that i was crazy uh, that i was afraid going crazy like the last years it's and in his astrology you guys and and i got so good at at handling 3d and not getting crazy and and yeah i want to transform this society not just peace out no i want to stay here and transform this so so yeah, we maybe do the reading next time. Because when Brittany gives me these human design, yeah, I want you to give me a human design reading yeah. on the podcast. I get so I many will. questions about it. And I wanna that's what I wanna talk in the podcast about us, how we figure it out, and not hold back. Not hold back our love, not hold back our being vulnerable, not holding back on oh, we seem like this perfect couple. No, we're figuring it out together. <laughs> and this makes us perfect mm -hmm. by being fucking real. Mm -hmm. So being savages, be inspired. Stay real, stay healthy. Peace. Infinite waters diving deep once again. <laughs> you know infinite waters? No. <laughs> He's part of that. He's I love his vibe. Okay, if you want to order anything at Rocker Nutrition, Austria, Switzerland, and Germany, that's where we deliver to. Um, use the code Ferdi and save ten percent and you support your boy. And at the end I always roll a Bashar nugget. So Okay, I love you. Bye. Bye. And check out Brittany. Check her out. Check her out. Check out her podcast. Hello, Tadeo. Nania. Nice to talk with you again. And you as well. Do you have questions from uh, others? I do. All right. Now, the first question is one that I know has been asked before, <coughs> but this seems like a really good time to have you elaborate maybe even more extensively on the fundamental question, which is, what is our purpose in being here? Your purpose in being where you are is to be yourself as fully as you possibly can. The way that you do that is by acting on your highest excitement to the best of your ability with no insistence on the outcome. That is all you all need to do. Your purpose then becomes giving life meaning because life has no meaning without you. It is neutral. It is devoid of built-in meaning. It is an empty set of circumstances and props. You are designed as reflections of the infinite to give life meaning through your unique perspective. Whether positive or negative or neutral is up to you. But when you give the neutral life meaning, the neutral circumstances meaning, then that will determine the effect you get from it. This is your purpose, is to explore and experience and be who you are as best you can so that simultaneously all that is, of which you are an extension, 
can thus through all of you and all of us and all beings in creation experience itself through all the different perspectives that we all represent so that all that is can know itself truly as all that it is. From other levels, what is the purpose? Because I know you're actually speaking from the personality perspective. I am actually speaking from all levels. It is the same purpose. It is summed up in two words in your language. Know thyself. So part of this experience of learning how to work with the mechanism or what you have in the past referred to as sort of like learning how to use the coffee pot. Yes. Which is learning how to live on planet Earth in the vibration that is the most truly your signature vibration. Yes. The best cup of coffee you can make. And so when you explain to us all of the, the nuances of how you go about manifesting the reality that's the most exciting for you, that allows you to be your full self the most completely, yes. the idea behind that is that we came here without understanding how the mechanism works, yes. and now we're becoming artists that are learning how to work with the mechanism yes. and make the best cup of coffee. You are learning how to master the mechanism. Yes. From this unique perspective. Because again, remember, the structure of existence never changes, never expands one little bit. But your experience of the structure, your perspective of the structure, your point of view of the structure, that's what constantly changes and will always continue to do so infinitely. And that's what allows creation to experience itself as expanding, discovering itself anew, again and 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 again forever and ever and ever and ever. Because you can always have a different point of view of the same structure that never changes. From the perspective of spirit, express it's automatically expressing itself as fully as it can, isn't it? It depends on the level of spirit. You can still have levels in spirit where you can still play some of the limitation game, but it's not played for the same reasons it might be played in a physical dream. And from the oversoul's perspective... It will again experience all these different levels, experiencing themselves in their unique ways, and will experience itself as the combination of all those unique ways simultaneously. It will experience itself as a collective of experiences. And so when the... Think about this for a moment. Okay. In many ways, you can experience yourself as a mini-oversoul. In what you call the idea of remembering bits and pieces of your childhood, yes? Yes. In what you call being aware of bits and pieces of experiences you have as an adult, yes? Yes. In what you project into your so-called future as things that you dream of doing, all of these can be said to be experiences that are existing simultaneously and in a sense 
all these experiences, what you call past, present, and future, make up your total sense of yourself, your path, your destiny, your idea of who and what you are and what you wish to be and who you've been and so on and so forth. And that accumulated idea of all those things make up what you think yourself to be. So in a sense, you could say that's a very miniature version of an oversoul experience. I can see that. And one of the interesting things that you've shared with us is that since you change moment to moment to moment to moment, yes. that you also change your past yes. when you do that. Yes, because if you are truly a different person, then obviously looking at it from a historical perspective, the only way you could actually have become a different person would be to have a different past. So Therefore, you create the past from the present not the other way around. Right. So it gets really interesting when you think of the idea that, well, if I was born in um, Tennessee yes. and then I become a different person, to what extent am I willing to allow myself to have even a different birthplace? To whatever extent it is actually relevant for the theme that you're exploring. For some people, such a change will not be relevant. For others, it might be. And again, you don't actually know if you've already done that. Because if you have changed your history that radically, it will still appear to be the history you always had. And you won't know that you might have had a different one a moment ago. I think that is the most fascinating aspect of this, that it really reminds me of that movie, Back to the Future, where he would look at the photograph and the people would like disappear in the photograph depending on what was happening in the reality that he was in at the present moment. Yes, in a sense. Now, the idea of time travel doesn't really work that way, but we no. understand the analogy, yes. But the idea that as you change, that literally the photograph will look completely different But from you the won't past. necessarily know that it does. You might. That can be part of the change, that you recognize that the photograph is different than it used to be. But for most people, they won't know whether it is different or not because it will simply be what appears to be the photograph that's always been there even though it may have been 10,000 other photographs 10,000 moments ago. And, you know, in a sense, we get this experience, too, when you return to a part of town or something like that where they've built all new buildings. Yes. And, and it's like, oh, I was here many years ago, and it looked completely different. Yes. Well, actually, no. I've just shifted to a parallel reality. Yes, that where, is already different. And it's reflecting to me that I'm that much different because yes. literally the buildings and the things that are there now with the present me yes. are is a different earth. It's just that you create this illusion of continuity that just says that, well, it's the same earth, but it's changed a little bit. And in fact, it's not. It's a completely different planet. And you're a completely different person. But you have maintained the idea, the illusion of continuity that says something's changed, something's different. So that's one version of maintaining the illusion or the knowledge that something has actually shifted. The idea of the 10,000 photographs that have changed that you may not be aware of, however, is also another good analogy for how the oversoul would experience things because the oversoul would know about all 10,000 photographs. And the purpose of experiencing these different realities, but in a linear sequence... 
gives you the opportunity to experience the process of change, the mechanism of change, the experience of actually shifting, which from a timeless state you can't experience by definition. You have to create the illusion of space, the illusion of time, in order to have the experience called change. And what is the purpose of process itself? I mean, why come here and have all these processes? To discover yourself from a new point of view. Remember, the word is to discover yourself. In a timeless state, you can change instantaneously to a new point of view but you will never experience the actual discovery process that is an experience, a valid experience, another way of seeing, another way of experiencing, all that is just as valid as changing instantaneously is. But it's just another point of view. The actual discovery process is valid unto itself as a unique point of view, a unique experience. And I, I remember you were mentioning that for us, most of us are going through the process right now yes. of letting go of negative definitions. Yes. And that is what our process encompasses, discovering negative definitions yes. and then changing them into positive definitions that work yes. for us. And when you reach a certain plateau, a certain vibrational state... The process will continue in physical reality, but it will no longer be a process of letting go of negative definitions. Once you are fully positive, there will be no more negative definitions to let go of, but you can still remain physical and go into fourth density and alter the process to be one of now, not letting go of negative definitions, but letting go of things that are simply no longer relevant to who you know yourself to be. It's an issue of streamlining so to speak. No longer thinking about what to add, but thinking about what to take away to get down to the core, the true essence of your being. And we'll be looking at things like relevance in terms of the theme that we're exploring. Yes. It will be mostly all about what is now relevant for who you deem yourself to be. And when you talk about letting go of negative definitions... I wondered about this. It means you would never have a negative thought? It means you can observe the idea of negativity. You can play with the idea of negativity. It's just that it will never have an effect because you will be looking at it from a neutral observational point of view. So, for example... It won't you... be real to you. It won't have substance to you. It will just be a neutral observation. I mean, a very typical thing that will happen with somebody if you're stuck in traffic. You're like, oh. It's an orchestration. Yeah. You're there for a reason. It may not always be your reason entirely, but it is for a reason. You may be serving someone else by being exactly in that spot at that time. You may be avoiding an accident down the road by getting stuck in traffic that you don't know about. You may be avoiding your own death by slowing down in a traffic jam. If you're going to be in a traffic jam, at least enjoy the flavor. <laughs> Make some toast. So if you have that sort of knee-jerk reaction where you're like, oh, this stinks. I don't want to be stuck then in traffic right now. Then you're not trusting right the way your life unfolds. So when you get to the point where you're no longer letting go of negative beliefs, you won't even entertain thoughts like that. No, you may observe them, but you will not invite them over for tea and entertain them. 
Look at it this way. Do you see that you have a shadow on the ground? Yes. Well, look at it. Does it affect you in any negative way? It's a shadow. It's the opposite of the light. But you're just looking at it as a neutral phenomenology. It's just a shadow. Big deal. That's the way you will look at the idea of negative definitions, of negative energy. It's just a shadow. It needs to be there in order for you to perceive the light. So thank you, shadow. If it wasn't for the dark, I wouldn't see the light. And why is it that we're all so afraid to fully be ourselves? In many ways, it will be somewhat different for different individuals. But overall, on average, many of you are afraid to leave others behind by outstripping them, by outpacing them, by outdistancing them, because you're all in this together. And you want to go through the process together, and you want to have fun together. And somewhat, that's the point. So sometimes it boils down to the idea of what you call fear of success. Because you know that if you are really, really yourself instantaneously, you'll be so unlike everyone else that they may not be able to relate to you anymore. And many people are afraid of that. But if you understand that by being truly yourself in the way that's relevant, then excitement will take care of the relevance automatically and keep you at a pace that will leave no one behind. So there's nothing to fear. It will automatically organize itself. As we have said, excitement is the organizing principle. Your higher mind knows that you have a theme that you're exploring, and therefore, if you're being your natural self, it's not going to let you become something that will defeat the purpose of what you chose to experience. So you don't have to be afraid to be yourself. The limitations that will be there will be positive limitations to make sure that you explore the team in perfect, perfect timing and are with your team that you decided to be with in exactly the way you need to be with your team. And I think some people are afraid that they'll die or they'll transition out of this reality if they become such a high vibrational state. And I... some of them might, but nevertheless, if they do, then that means it was time to do that. If it's not time to do that, they won't leave. They'll just change into a higher order physical being. You can ascend while still in physical reality, you know. That's what fourth density is all about. You will not leave before your time unless you simply choose to take your own life. Yes? Yes. I, I thought you had said something to me recently about that because in the past or historically, if we reached a certain vibrational state, yes. we would have automatically transitioned. But that now in this Well, if state, you reach 333,000 cycles per second, yes, you will go into non-physical reality. But there is a large amount of frequency range before that in which you will actually be a much more ascended, much higher frequency physical being. So if you only have positive thoughts and you... If you only have positive definitions. Definitions. And you only express yourself in a positive way while being aware of all of the negativity. Yes, because you will become more aware of the negativity as you expand your consciousness because you're becoming more aware of all that is and all that is has both light and dark. So just because you become more aware of it doesn't mean something's wrong. It just means you're expanding your point of view. But that doesn't mean that the negativity has to affect you if you don't choose to prefer it. It's just about choosing what you prefer without invalidating what you don't prefer. 
and as long as it's relevant to the theme that you're exploring, yes. you will stay in your physical body, yes. but it may you may find that the technology comes about that you're able to stay young looking yes. and have a completely different experience at 125 years old. Absolutely, because you'll be living more in the moment. And the more you live in the moment, the less time you create to experience. And so you appear to be age-less. That's why even at 300, we still look like 30. And this is all happening now and yes. in our lifetime. It's all happening now. Different people will experience different things in the so-called lifespan that you call the lifespan now. Not all of them are going to experience that because not all of them need to. You understand? Yes. But it's... those for whom it's relevant will experience it. And that's the key word is relevance. What's... It's always the key. It really doesn't do you much good to say, is this possible? Of course it's possible. Anything is possible. The question is, is it probable? Is it relevant to me? That's the real question. Okay, so thank you so much for explaining that in such great detail. You are welcome. There, thank you for asking in such great detail. <laughs> There's another question that came up uh, from a listener, and it is, what can we do to raise the consciousness in the Middle East? How do we deal with being on a planet where we see what's happening there and we would like to be on an earth where that's not happening. And eventually you will. But at this time, we cannot really address more of that area than we've already addressed. There are choices being made that are not necessarily the most positive choices that have so much momentum behind them. They may just need to play out for certain people because they simply don't believe and don't actually even at this point give themselves the capacity to believe that there is any other way to go about doing certain things. So if that's the route they're going to take, then they may have to force themselves through the eye of a needle before they come out the other side realizing they didn't have to do it that way. And lastly, yes. um, what is your perspective on the concept of hope? That it's mostly unnecessary. Because if you know for a fact that you are an unconditionally loved and supported being, what do you need to hope for? In the way that most people on your planet mean it, it's just another way of saying I'm trying to be positive, but I'm not really. I'm not sure I can be. I hope I can be. Now, it doesn't mean that you have to stop using the word in your language. We're not attempting to get you to walk on eggshells with your vocabulary. But understand deeply that many people who talk about hope don't really buy into the probability of what they're asking about. They're just kind of spinning a roulette wheel and hoping it falls on the right number. You understand? They're allowing themselves to experience life in a very random way instead of allowing themselves to know that if they simply choose a vibration, that there is absolutely, absolutely, absolutely nothing that can ever happen in their lives that isn't part of that vibration, no matter how it looks. So... It's not really about having hope in the negative sense. I'm not saying don't have hope in the positive sense. But hope in the positive sense is really just knowing that everything is okay. No matter how it looks. 
And when you know that, you'll experience that it is. I guess when you experience the desire to feel hope, the idea is to remind yourself of what you really are and who you really are. It can be. It can be used that way. We are simply saying that many people, when they resort to the idea of hope, it's just another way of saying they've already given up hope. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. Does that help? Yes. All right. All right. So... Would you like to answer any more? Are there any more questions? Well, there was an interesting one that came that had to do with um, paradox. Yes. And a desire to hear you share some other paradoxes that maybe you haven't shared with us before. Well, you know about the power of paradox. How to use the idea of what appear to be opposites to know that if you can see both sides, then that must mean they exist somewhere in harmony in the center. That might be something that can help you with your Middle East. Elaborate a little more. No. <laughs> <laughs> what okay. is your timing? I think this is about the end. So. Yes. <laughs> and it is the beginning of the next chapter, which we will resume in tomorrow's transcript.